The podcast you are listening to is part of the Between the Lines Studios Network. To find more great podcasts, please visit www.betweenthelinesstudios.com. This is Les Howard from the Signal Podcast, and you're listening to Psychanalysis. And I think you think I think you don't like me, but you know I know that's untrue. And as you think about what I think, I know I'm thinking of you. And I thought you thought I thought I liked you, and I really thought that was true. But now I know I think I thought so, and now I'm wondering about you. Please stop thinking so. Hi everybody and welcome to Psych Analysis, the podcast where we go episode by episode through Psych and the fun part is that two of us have seen it and two of us have not. So I'm Tabs and I've seen it. I'm Karen, I've seen it. I'm Heidi and I've not seen it. I'm Dan and I haven't seen it. Uh, Today we're talking about the season one final episode, Scary Sherry Bianca's Toast. Is that name a reference on something? Yes. Scary Sherry and Bianca, who gets toasted in the episode. <laughs> extra episode. <laughs> and once you see that part, I was like, oh my gosh, that's a horrible title. <laughs> yeah, pretty bad. Uh, the fun thing about this episode, it was co-written by the man who plays Sean, James Ordain. So, I'm not sure I knew that. I knew there was other episodes he did that Yeah, way. this was the very first one. Fascinating. He wanted to do something different than the other episodes. Mm-hmm. So this is, um, he described it on the blog as being the thriller episode. <laughs> it was a little darker than before. And by that, I mean the murderer was actually like angry all the time. <laughs> and there wasn't what as would much, you do? There wasn't as much humor. Uh, Sean seemed a little more serious in this episode. Ram. Not so crazy. Mm. Um, but our episode opens in Halloween 1987, which is a change. We've been in 1985 in the flashbacks, but it's so we can have 20 years later. Later. Wait, are you sure it was 1987? But yes. it was 1985. 1987. Oh, I actually read the number wrong. Oh. I watched it today. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so uh, in 1987 Halloween, we see. Kids trick or treating, and up comes little police officer Sean. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who picked out his costume. I have no idea. Right. <laughs> Especially since Gus gets to be Lando Calrissian. Mm-hmm. Which I had no idea who he was until uh, until Henry told us. That's it. That's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a Star Wars fan, but I was like, who is he? to be a magician <laughs> with a crazy mustache <laughs> so not a good costume is that what you're saying <laughs> well yeah, it was kind but... of hard to see it all i think if you would have seen yeah. the whole thing in the shot yeah, you, so. it would have been a little easier while they're trick-or-treating and poor sean doesn't get to eat any of his candy um boy he's mad about that yeah he is but Gus does, because it's not Henry's kid. While that happens, the police officer comes up and says that they need Henry, so Henry begrudgingly goes and takes the boys, but tells them to close their eyes and not watch anything that happens. And of course, Sean does not close his eyes. Well, not the whole time. <laughs> no, he does not close his eyes. Gus covers them for him. It's true. <laughs> so yeah, he does not close his eyes. Gus, and he watches in time for her to... Um, pause 
the reason that the guy chased after Henry's dad was because they were near the mental hospital and there was a lady about to jump out the window. Okay, keep going. Yes. Right. Yeah. The guy that jumped guy on the car. Like, jumped yeah. on the window yeah. of the car. Yeah, he did. <laughs> right. He was desperate, apparently. Wow. Yes. <laughs> I know, it was a little frightening. You're like, Whoa. Stop now! I mean, I did oh wonder how he knew that Henry was right there. Like, It's a police car. Yeah, but... Was he, like, driving up and down every street looking for a police car? <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't he just flag him down? Why did he throw himself on the windshield? Right. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to... So, Sean is watching. Uh, sees Gary Sherry in the window, about to jump, and then Gus covers his eyes. And when Sean gets his, Gus's hands off, he looks up, and the window is empty. Shouldn't they have... Mm-hmm locks on the windows in a mental institution you would think <laughs> bars something locks you know right? it's 1987 what do you want oh okay <laughs> so maybe they don't they don't have locks in 1987 come on Heidi yeah, it's too early. Come on. <laughs> we're still working on fire <laughs> Title case, 20 years later, give or take a... Exactly, that's right. Exactly 20 years later, give or take a few minutes. <laughs> give or take 10 minutes. 10 minutes, that's <laughs> I right. I wrote it down. 10 minutes. 10 that's minutes. A- um, so we see random girl running through, um, and apparently she has incredibly long sleeve poncho thing, because I was like, she's going to trip on those long trailing poncho things. No, she's going to trip on the gratuitous amount of cobwebs that were all over that ridiculous <laughs> castle. By the way, who leaves an abandoned mental health place in the middle of a city near a residential district looking like a castle from a video game? I have no idea, but they, the they use the exact same location for a mental institute in Supernatural. And it has the exact same <laughs> ginormous added fake cobwebs. Mm-hmm. Maybe it comes with the rental, you know? Like, they're like... Rent our place covers for free. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so she's running, and there's a creepy voice saying her name. She runs upstairs, runs into a room, and of course, gets freaked out. Uh, there's a face at the window. She falls through the window, and oh look, there was someone in a nightgown looking out the window that she fell through. Um, so then we go to Sean and Gus coming back from apparently playing racquetball, and there's a beautiful woman in their office uh turn around and it's juliet (laughs) (laughs) and she is all about the pink yes hilarious she is deep undercover with a sorority (laughs) so So she becomes the client she asks uh, gus and sean to help her with her deep undercover job um investigating doreen's murder and a bunch of crazy things that are happening um, everybody thinks that Doreen committed suicide, but she thinks something else is going on. She's very into her Himalayan manicure that she had. Right, and she just didn't realize how bad she's been to her own cuticles. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Your cuticles need love. Yeah. Right, that's true. So, she invites them to the sorority house, doesn't she, she? Yep, she invites them to come to the sorority house, and they ask... That was excellent. Can we wear pajamas? No. Even better. <laughs> They ask as she leaves where Lassie is, and Juliet says he has been temporarily reassigned. So we cut <laughs> to his temporary reassignment. Uh, this is awesome. 
Yes, Gooch. Uh, a mature detective who failed the detective test 13 times. Yeah. And she had to sue the department to let her, let her take, take it, it again. To let her take it again, yes. Uh, and she calls Lassie Scarecrow right away, which I thought was excellent. And Lassie just has a look on his face of extreme horror. Yes. yes. I think well, that he, he doesn't will... think she's in a, a, a detective at first. Right. Yeah. He wants her to get out of the conference room. Because he's got an important meeting. <laughs> yes. It should be noted, she's she is dressed like a mature woman uh, cougar from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Not at all like a detective. Not professional at all. Um, so then we go to the sorority house and... Sean is doing his psychic thing, and the sorority girls are everything that you could imagine sorority women are, and Gus is loving it. He deduces that uh, Bianca was shopping with her dad's gold MasterCard, and possibly Jamba Juice was involved. Uh, Bianca <laughs> flips out because she passed a Jamba Juice on State Street. Oh yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> And Juliet is working her cover. She even sounds like a sorority girl in this scene. And she tries to pretend like she doesn't know what Sean's name was. Also, Gus is perfectly positioned to look at a very gorgeous woman's breasts. And therefore misses Bianca's story about the alarm clock cat. It should be noted here, and I always have to offend somebody every single episode. The sorority girl, valley girl accent makes me want to slap something really hard. <laughs> so I was just boiling out of my seat this entire time. I kept had like a half meow. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, we heard oh, the boy. longest not creepy story in history from Bianca about her alarm clock. Also, yes. the camera the camera is giving like all this love to this one particular girl I noticed this whole time. Like, huh, she's going to be important in the story later because they're paying so much attention to her. And that turned out to be Betty. <laughs> yes, Betty. <laughs> that was, jeez. So after this long story and Gus not listening, Sean says he needs to see... The rest of the house. Oh, he also says that he needs to have a piece of clothing from Bianca. Preferably an undergarment. Yes. <laughs> Juliet says, don't you need it from the murder victim? Um, <laughs> so Sean yeah. says he needs to see the rest of the house, especially the bedrooms. Of course, because he's in a sorority house. Um, and as he's going up with Juliet, the girls want to ask Gus a question. Finally, they ask him if he's Bud from the Cosby Show. And right. he's highly offended. Yes. <laughs> right. It's so funny, though, because I kept like, I was like, oh, my gosh, he totally does look like Bud. <laughs> and then I like had to look it up. I was like, is he not Bud? No. <laughs> but Juliet pretends not to know Sean's name, and then he's trying to figure out what her fake name yes. is. <laughs> and yeah, she's mouthing it to him. I was thinking... <laughs> there other people in the room like isn't <laughs> Gus across the way and the yeah. other girl there's like it's five girls thing. across from them <laughs> yeah it's a good thing they're in a sorority house and no one's paying attention yes <laughs> seriously I know he like comes up with like 18 different syllables <laughs> none of them are actually her name or her pseudo her fake name yeah yeah mm-hmm. before Sean gets to see the bedrooms the lights go off and there's a creepy voice that says get out Stuff starts falling on the floor, a vase and a lamp and, you know, traditionally creepy things. And then it starts saying some weird phrase uh, and a creepy face appears at the window. And Sean and Gus run out of the house like little girls. (laughs) 
The best part of that was they actually like took the time to put their teacups down too. Yes. <laughs> awesome. I was laughing hysterically. <laughs> I love Sean's jumping uh, yell scream. It's hilarious. Mm. Yeah, and they totally hid their fear really well until they suddenly disappeared. Yes. <laughs> They're at the blueberry trying to get in, and Juliet stops them, and Sean turns back to talk to her, and while he's talking to her, Gus drives away. <laughs> he's not waiting Gus, around. <laughs> did you notice Gus checking the uh, the window open, too? Ah, I can't get in. The, the, the car alarm's going off. They're terrified. He's fumbling for the keys, and as soon as Sean turns around to talk to Juliet, Gus notices the window is open, and he unlocks yes, it from there. Yes, it is. Awesome. He, like, his hand in. Oh, it's funny. After Gus drives away, we cut back to Juliet saying that the girls have gone to sleep in another sorority house, and Sean has discovered the source of the creepy voice, probably knows how they did the creepy face in the window. So then we go to uh, Lassie and Gooch, who are shooting guns. As soon as Lassie's done, he puts down his gun and looks over at Gooch with a very funny puzzled look, and uh, says that she could probably hit the target if she wore the proper clothes. And she says it's because she doesn't have the right size gun. She takes Lassie's gun, shoots with it. Before she shoots, Lassie says that she's not braced herself properly for the kickback. She shoots it, and the gun goes flying and breaks. <laughs> and poor Lassie. But it's, like, so well-deserved after all of his tormenting of people. He's getting really tormented in this episode. <laughs> yeah, he is. But it's so fun to watch. He may uh, appreciate Juliet a little bit after this. <laughs> nah. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, you know. Nah. Nah. <laughs> he may in his heart. He won't show outwardly. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to the Beta Kappa Omegas who are outside doing a makeover fundraiser and handing out flyers. Uh, and Juliet sees um, Alice, who is Doreen's roommate and best friend and tries to talk to her but alice gives her uh what would you call it <laughs> scathing <laughs> review <laughs> and the person playing alice uh it took me a minute to realize it but she's sabrina from raising hope and i was like oh sabrina. there we go i was trying to figure that out i'm like darn she looks familiar <laughs> she's sabrina and she has a very similar attitude to sabrina in raising hope but right. sabrina's nicer after Juliet leaves, we re- Bianca's flipping out, and Betty tries to get her to calm down. And of course, At this all point, of, I was, all I was of this pretty sure Betty was the thing. Yeah, the murderer. The murderer. No, I was totally wrong, but I was pretty sure. <laughs> it was all in sorority speak. What are you pregnant? Uh, are you or pregnant or something? <laughs> <laughs> so then we go to Sean and Gus's office, and Sean is um, ridiculing Gus for running away and screaming, trying to pretend like Sean was not scared. <laughs> himself yes he called gus the exorcist of the year yes no he said that they said some co- the chamber of commerce called and they're gonna name you exorcist of the year <laughs> yeah something like yeah that. that was it yeah or sean puts his motorcycle helmet on the desk and they go to the murder board and gus has done some pretty good sleuthing he's figured out that what's her face doreen's uh, death was not an accident because of the window latch right isn't that cute the guy who plays Sean wrote this episode, and he wrote Gus to be smarter. I know. Aww. Aww. That's, that's a bromance for you. 
So after they figure that out, they're trying to figure out what the crazy word was that happened in the sorority house while they were there. And Gus has looked into all these different languages, and it's not that. So the conveniently placed motorcycle helmet um, reflects the words backwards, and Sean realizes that it's Bianca backwards. Which anybody I else know, see that coming? I want to know how they no. knew exactly how to spell the creepy word that they only heard. They he had about a thousand different um, spellings above it. Well, it's more like four, but there's still a lot of different spellings above it. Okay, yeah. Just ones they just, he just it. happened to see the right one reflected in the backwards. Back yes. <laughs> like I wanted one of the other ones to be another word, and he's like, "It's arabesque. It's a ballet student." Mm. <laughs> Sean calls Juliet, who is still very deep undercover, and Sean's trying to tell her that Bianca's in danger, and she is worried about her speech at the party. Finally, he gets through to her, and we see Bianca in a bathtub with Betty outside the door trying to get her to come to the mixer. And the longest death by toaster I've ever seen. Because it <laughs> dangles there forever. <laughs> so how many death by toaster? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's been a lot. Especially before, you know, circuit breakers were invented. Throwing a toaster into a bathtub is kind of a cheesy murder ploy. Oh, I see. So you've been employing this strategy in a lot of places? Yeah, I have. But <laughs> Circuit Breakers ruined it for me. Oh, <laughs> dang Circuit Breakers. <laughs> I wasn't expecting her to get right. It's fried. a little I... harsh for the show, right? I mean... Yeah, I thought they were going to save her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Juliet, Mary Lou, um, appears like right before the long toaster Mm-hmm. Um, and it was going so slow that I would agree. I was like, okay, it's sneaking up on her. So Juliet has plenty of time to run upstairs and break down the door. But no, she didn't. So shortly after that, Sean and Gus are running up the stairs and Juliet shakes her head. She didn't make it. Do you think there's like some sort of crew member named Bianca that was always bitching about her toast? <laughs> <laughs> and James is like, yes, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kill her in a, in a script. You burnt it again. <laughs> um, so then we see Betty and quote unquote Mary Lou talking to the chief, trying to figure out what was going on. And we have a clue. Here's a timeline for you, Dan. The chief's baby's now six months old. Holy cow. So we've jumped pretty far. <laughs> Jack is awfully concerned. Even Jack thinks it's intense. My boyfriend does. Oh, it's my boyfriend. <laughs> We can't tell their voices apart. His voice is awesome. Why, why don't you know my boyfriend's voice? <laughs> I knew as soon as I picked one, it would be the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> but usually my boyfriend's the better choice. He's the more, the more vocal of the two. And to be honest, Jack sounds a lot younger. Yeah, he does. <laughs> That's why he's Jack the Kitten. Anyway, so Sean divines that it was an accident to get Betty to talk. Betty spills all. She and... Bianca were trying to freak Doreen out as part of a hazing ritual. Went too far. Doreen fell out of the window. And I do not get this. They took the nightgown that Bianca was wearing and put it in the tar pits. Yeah. One, (laughs) is there any tar pits in Santa Barbara? And two, is that your first thought of getting rid of evidence? I'm going to put it in a tar pit. Uh, (laughs) Oh, sorority girls. But okay, and then if they're sorority girls, do you really think that they would be that smart, or that they would go to the tar pit and get dirty? 
Yeah. I mean, right. they, they did, did have the comment about, about it was right. disgusting. They did complain about that. No. Yeah. But, yeah, that was weird. Sean has a nightmare about Scary Sherry, and he wakes up uh, sleeping on his laptop. And he wants to pursue Alice, but Gus tells him that Alice has a ironclad alibi. So Sean says that he's going to talk to her anyway, and Gus asks how he's going to talk to her. And did you spot the pineapple in this episode? No. <laughs> I did, I, I did, I did. I did not find that pineapple. It was just, it was nowhere. I feel like it was probably right in front of my face at some point. Nope, not find it. It was. Sean appears with the pineapple. And offers I think it. I probably shouted. I was like, there it is! That was not a pineapple. Get out of here. <laughs> that doesn't offers, count. Offers it to Alice. So while talking to Alice, he noticed that Alice is wearing two of the same ring. To convince her that he's a psychic, he divines that the bicyclist will fall uh, because the chain is off his bike. Which, does that really happen? Like you were riding your bike and then all of a sudden the chain fell off while you were talking to some hot girl and then you got on your bike and fall? Um, I think that kind of thing can happen, yeah. Okay. I'm, I was just wondering. Yeah, I mean, it is sort of a, like, uh, unusual thing. I think normally it happens while you're riding, but maybe it came off just as he stopped and... Oh, and he didn't notice. So, okay. Right. All right, well, then that's doable. It's not Uh, totally unusual, especially if somebody does it a lot. Yeah. Just cycling a lot. Um, And it should be noted that poor falling off the bicyclist, bicyclist actually did hurt himself when he was falling off the bicycle. Aww. Yeah. So the things they do for your entertainment, guys. Right. Then we cut to Lassie and Gooch on a case. And <laughs> shaking down the poor butcher boy. <clears throat> I love this one. Yeah. So Gooch can't take notes because she has an arthritic thumb. <laughs> so Lassie has to take notes. Uh, mm-hmm. And while they're asking the butcher questions about the crime robbed. that he was committed against him. Yes, he was the victim. Uh, Gooch yells at him, jumps across the counter, tackles him, and then asks for Lassie's gun. <laughs> uh, she roughs him up, and he runs away, and Gooch follows him. <laughs> While Lassie's protesting, saying that he's the victim. <laughs> She's like, you're just going to let this one go? <laughs> he's like, well, for one, he's the victim. Then we go back to the Beta Kappa Omega house, and one of the random sorority girls, I didn't catch her name, brings an invite to Mary Lou, and at this point I thought she was the murderer. Um, yeah, I did too. So Juliet slash Mary Lou is invited to the candlelight vigil for Doreen, um, and the random sorority girl says that she can't go because they have a party at the house, and she has plans already. Yeah, like, she was sort of, you know... Like how dare they? The, right. <laughs> how dare they invite us to lake? Right. Plans tonight. <laughs> um, so then we go to Sean and Gus having dinner at Henry's. I would like to note that Sean, Gus, and Henry all have beers. They all have bottles, but only Gus and Henry had labels on their bottles for some reason. So apparently Ooh. Sean... Peels off the labels from his bottles. What were they of? 
The well, I think that was the point. Uh, the labels that you could see from Henry and Gus's angles, you could only see like part of the label, oh. like a little mm-hmm. tiny part. Because uh, you know, it's past time of my husband to try to spot the beers yeah. in the various television programs. Well, show him that thing, and he'll be like, "Hey, that's this and this and that." Yes. I I could actually see Sean with his uh we'll call it ADD. Yes. Peeling the label off of the bottle. <laughs> yes. I was the I would was kind of sad there wasn't like, you know, like the the glue remnant of the mm-hmm. you get. Yeah. That would have been good, but and little pieces on the table or something like that. Right. Um, kind of like when Lily's mad how she Yes. Yes, exactly. So they're telling Henry about the case and how it's especially hard on them because they were there at the original one and Henry is all confused for a minute and then he goes, wait, did you open your eyes? And <laughs> Henry explains that Sherry never died, that he rescued her and while wow, their eyes were closed. <laughs> right, to which they finally realize, you know, one of their proudest moments ever. <laughs> they started an urban rumor. <laughs> yes. Urban legend. That was awesome. I I absolutely loved that. That they didn't, it didn't really happen the way they thought it did. Right. <laughs> and that they like spread this crazy urban yeah. legend. Yeah, and this whole thing is just from their imaginations. <laughs> and I love that Scary Sherry was actually rehabilitated and living in Fresno. Yes. <laughs> married and living in Fresno. Yes, married and living in Fresno. Which would explain why she didn't quell the rumors in Santa Barbara. Um, so Sean realizes... Oh, no. Before he leaves, um, Henry gives them a sage piece of advice, of course, as he always does. <laughs> and tells them that the answer is in front of their eyes. So Sean decides that they need to go to Alice's house. And while in the blueberry, he comes up with a plan of how to sneak into her house and look at everything. Um, and he has trouble with the who, whom pronunciation. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then he goes, person, person, person. <laughs> um, so Gus is supposed to distract the, whoever answers the door, whomever answers the door. Person. Person who answers the door. <laughs> <laughs> so Gus um, does a nice little callback and is looking for Mrs. Pickles. His imaginary cat. His imaginary cat. (laughs) Okay, I think that uh, these writers are not only obsessed with pineapples and food, but also with cats. (laughs) Because there are lots of cat references. I think we should spot those as well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Don't forget the 80s. They're also obsessed with the 80s. Yes. Uh, yes. 80s, food, pineapples. And cats. While Sean's investigating um, Alice's house, Gus is sitting in the living room with the housekeeper and a inordinate amount of cupcakes. And sobbing. And sobbing. Poor <laughs> Mrs. Pickles. Um, so Sean pokes around. He realizes that the ring, he sees a, opens a photo journal thingy and notices that the ring that Alice was wearing was uh, Doreen's. Right. And... While he's there, his phone starts ringing. 
<laughs> I love that the housekeeper never gets up to like investigate where the ring is coming from. She's just like looking around really oh, confused. That's unusual. <laughs> what kind of sound really is that? Yeah, she doesn't really look directly behind her where the ringing is coming from and right. he's in plain sight. Yes. Maybe she thinks it's like a ringing in her ears or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so Sean uh, hesitates when he sees Gus and then runs out and answers the call and says that he needs to learn how to put it on silent. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's one of the sorority girls asking if he's coming to their party and he realizes that, oh, he asks where uh, Mary Lou is and she's not there. She's, got, she's gone to the candlelight visual. And while he's outside, he realizes that Alice could have climbed at the window. And there's a bunch of flashbacks of the murders. <laughs> And then uh, the Alice's housekeeper thinks that Gus looks like Bud. <laughs> right. And poor Gus is frustrated once again. Yes. Uh, I was not Bud. Yes. And then Gus and Sean um, m- meet in the front of the house, and Sean realizes that Juliet's in a trap, and he calls, says it's a Silas of the Lamb. Right. He talks about the Queen. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of relevant. Yeah. Why kill all the worker bees when you can kill the queen? Mm-hmm. And it makes sense with Alice's tirade against Mary Lou. Right. Before they get back at the blueberry, though, Gus makes him agree to rules for going back into the asylum. <laughs> yes. and the place every... that, we, that, that we discover that Gus has spent the majority of his life avoiding driving past. Yes. Yeah, since he was nine. Yes. <laughs> Um, and they're every rule that, that horror film characters should take for themselves. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that they're, they're a very fine set of rules. If they I was are. going into a haunted anything, that would be my rule. <laughs> you will not leave me alone in a room yeah. without a weapon. <laughs> and, uh, Gus will not enter a room first or last. Last. Mm-hmm. Which if there was only two of them, forward. that would right. be a problem. <laughs> And uh, he will not be investigating any suspicious noises or right. go looking for a fuse box. <laughs> Did he talk I'm about so getting awkward. naked in the shower and making no. out people? No. He also should have, you know, mentioned those ones, yes. <laughs> if I'm freaked out in the middle of the night and electricity's off, I don't go and take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. We realize, oh, we go to the hospital and Gooch has had a heart attack. From chasing the guy. Chasing the guy. <laughs> and trying to climb the fence in her heels. Right, and she has a pacemaker. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she keeps she keeps asking Lassie, did we get him? <laughs> Until finally he's like, yeah, we got him. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's the victim. <laughs> but did we get him? <laughs> oh, poor Gooch. Poor Lassie. Poor Lassie. So then we go back to the... No, no. Uh, Sean calls Lassiter. Oh, that's right. Sean calls and, Lassiter. And I found it quite entertaining because Sean has moved up on Lassiter's list because he's now the second to last person on this planet <laughs> he wants to be speaking to right now. <laughs> I know I did find myself going, huh, I wonder who the last person is. I bet it's Gooch. Yes. <laughs> so Sean can thank Gooch for, for his slow movement up. Right. <laughs> Um, so they go to the insane asylum, 
It's very creepy and scary and lots of cobwebs. And lots of candles. Yeah. Uh, oh, I yes. wanted to know, like, what time she got there to start lighting all of those candles. Yeah, and some of them would be burned out by now because some were really short. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe they were all really long, and that's just how short yeah, they got. Yeah, they started out as huge candles. <laughs> they were, like, up to the ceiling length candles. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I was like, does she have like a, a super lighter? Like, flamethrower? <laughs> she <Ow>. just went. <laughs> okay, those are all lit. <laughs> I'm going upstairs. Or she's a witch. That could explain a lot. That could explain a lot. She's, <laughs> she's got some Bonnie power there. Yeah. Juliet uh, comes first, and her and Alice go upstairs through all the right. creepy candles. Right. And they go into the room, the 314, or I think that's the number. Yeah. And there's the dress, the nightgown in a circle of candles, and something was hanging above it, and I could not figure out what it was. I paused it and looked. Like, what does she have up there? Uh, it was, maybe it was the the scary Jerry face. No, it was like little. It was dolls. It was yeah, like, like voodoo dolls or something. Oh, weird. Yeah, I didn't notice. Maybe they were for each sorority girl or something. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Girl's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then Especially she since Mary Lou wasn't around when Doreen was dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. I was really distracted by her little headset and her... Oh, yeah. Know. So she could do the crazy voice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can we please get rid of the effect while we see her talking? Right. Exactly. <laughs> it really ruins it. <laughs> So, Sean and Gus appear. Of course, Gus gets left behind. <laughs> right. It's like handcuffed to a bed. No, his foot was stuck. Oh, his foot was stuck. It like yeah. went through something. Uh-huh. The floor, I think. And, right. And he does have a weapon, though. He has his belt. <laughs> Which he's swinging around his head. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think is really a good ghost hunting weapon, but... Well, um... I guess it's all he had, so. <laughs> but Sean didn't break the rules. He left him with a weapon. <laughs> Not that Sean knew that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, of course, we have the dramatic confrontation. Sean and an axe. And Juliet and Lassie. Yes. And Juliet uh, going a little crazy when they get in there. And she's like... Screaming at Alice with the axe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're like, who are we saving things. here? I did sort of like that whole, like, wow, that sounded better outside of my head than it did inside. <laughs> yeah. She did that line. I wonder how many times she had to do that line, like, to make it sound good, because that could have been a really squishy line, you know? Yeah. Could have been really like, <laughs> Also, I'm surprised Juliet didn't say something along the lines of, I'm an undercover cop. Like, oh. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, uh, boy, I feel silly, huh? Listen, forget this whole thing ever happened. Yeah, it's... You're trying to help find who killed my sister. I'm trying to kill people. You know, actually, in retrospect, I'm pretty glad she didn't say that. I guess nothing really would have changed, huh? It really wouldn't have worked, Yeah. Again, the girl's crazy. Yes. But yeah, I I liked the for the whole episode, this whole deep undercover idea, because usually it's like deep undercover and a drug mob and you forget who you are and you're mm-hmm. not a cop anymore. Deep, deep undercover with the mafia. Something like that. <laughs> deep undercover with a sorority. <laughs> it's 
just as bad, man. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Poor Juliet. It sucks you in. <laughs> they finally have Alice in custody, and she asks Sean what he'd do if it was Gus. And Sean all of a sudden remembers. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about Gus, Gus, didn't I? (laughs) And there's Gus crying and swinging his belt around. Oh, that was so sad. (laughs) He was still going. That was a good way to, um, good comic relief for that statement. What would you do? What would you do if it was Gus? Oh, Oh, right, I left him up there. (laughs) Goodness. Yeah, I'll be right back. (laughs) But uh, Sean doesn't rescue Gus. (laughs) That's the creepy voice, yes. It's the creepy voice generator. But Gus, to his credit, right away realizes it's Sean. (laughs) Because he told him something about his shoelaces again. The thing that he told him before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So then we see Lassie in the chief's office asking if he upset the chief or pissed her off because (laughs) he didn't want to be stuck with Gooch. And the chief goes, oh, no, we thought you'd hit it off. Everyone <laughs> thought it was a good idea. <laughs> right? And she's just like, quite frankly, we're all pretty surprised. <laughs> uh, each other. Yes. And last he goes, is that what everybody thinks about me? Um, <laughs> so last he has a, a character revelation moment. And he goes out the door and tries to wave at somebody walking by. <laughs> and it's really awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he sees uh, Sean and Gus and Juliet laughing and eating Chinese food. And he starts walking towards them and does the whole laugh. But then he sadly turns away. And just as he's going, Sean calls out Lassie and Gus throws a um, Chinese fortune cookie at him. That was so nice. That being yeah. nice to him. They are. I felt all bad because remember, Lass is a dick, and now he doesn't want to be a dick. (laughs) (laughs) I feel all bad. (laughs) See, we told you you'd like Lassie. And it's true. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see his fortune. Yeah, I was waiting for it too. (laughs) And I had seen this episode and I was still waiting for it. It's like, does he read that? Oh, no, he doesn't. I was like waiting for him to read it out loud. Uh huh, yeah. You will never be loved or something. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was totally waiting for it to be something related to the situation. Yes. Mm-hmm. You will die alone and friendless. <laughs> Misunderstood. Yeah. From the box of depressing fortune cookies. <laughs> Don't you get those ones? Am I the only one? <laughs> Good night. All right. So what did you think about the episode? It was a definite turn from a lot of the other ones it was fun i liked it i couldn't stand bianca oh man i couldn't stand bianca <laughs> i was glad when her, her when she got fried <laughs> um i loved it i thought it was hilarious um i've always loved this episode i this is one of my favorites so i was all excited i was like oh yay it's the sorority girl episode <laughs> Uh, yeah, I really like that Juliet gets so much screen time in this episode. Yep, right? Mm-hmm. And she gets to be a person other than Lasseter's partner. I think that's really cool. They're really yeah. developing her. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, something's going to change with her. Is it next season? I thought it was going to be like season finale. Hey, I like Juliet. Um, I like that Juliet gets to go undercover. Mm-hmm. Just so neat. 
Yeah. And I like the House of Sorority Girls. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Are we going to see Gooch again? What? Are we going to see Gooch again? No, we're not going to see Gooch again. Good. I really don't want to. <laughs> you, know, you never for, said for it really... the first time. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> for really liking this episode, there were characters that I was not pleased with. Like, I, oof, I don't know. I don't know. Did you guys watch The Simpsons? Yeah, uh, when? Uh, ever? Yeah. I mean, like, I love The Simpsons, but I hated Marge's character. Oh. Or, like, I like King of the Hill, but I hate Patty. Peggy, excuse me. I, I couldn't stand Gooch. Oh. Yeah, you weren't supposed to stand her. Right? That was the point. <laughs> and I love the comparison that, like, that's where everybody thought Lassiter was going to wind up when he's older. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that, too. I find it interesting that this episode aired in March. When I first saw it, I thought that it, it must have aired around Halloween. <laughs> wow, not even close, huh? Mm-hmm. That is weird. But I did find out recently that Miracle on 34th Street, which is like the Christmas movie other than It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life, uh-huh. right. It It aired in March. Oh, really? Yeah. How weird, they, but it's all about Santa Claus. They you guys thought don't have Christmas get... in March? <laughs> What's wrong with California? Jeez. <laughs> They thought it was, you know, back then nobody would go, you didn't really go see movies during Christmas time. It wasn't a big thing. So they thought it would get more viewership, better rating, whatever it is, whatever you call it. Better sales. Better sales. If it was in. Box office, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Fascinating. So there you go. Holidays, not important when it comes to your (laughs) entertainment. Once upon a time. Forget it. <laughs> you can have Easter specials in November. Come on. Oh, those are the best kind of Easter specials. Are you kidding? <laughs> the ones in November? Yeah. Right. Anyway, favorite quotes. Oh my gosh. Uh, I didn't really find many favorite quotes in this episode, to be honest. Uh, the best one was the pajamas one. Just the, can we wear pajamas? No. Even better. Like, just because <laughs> he said it in a mega creepy voice. Like, that's the only thing I got. I have Mine was, uh,. Mine was holy shit soup. <laughs> oh yeah, that was. Yep, the I yep, I have that one. <laughs> Were you saying oh, that yeah. when you were a little kid, though? No. Really? Man, no. we'd find all kinds of creative ways to swear. I didn't even know what swear words were. Yeah, we sheltered. <laughs> okay, so, um, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Not even sort of. Yes, I love that one too. Not even sort of. I like the, uh, are you a crazy person? I was about to ask you the same thing, but I was going to add, who likes to make toast? <laughs> yeah, I like that one too. And, uh, Dad, you've known me my whole life. Of course I opened my eyes. Yes. <laughs> so, apparently, Dulé Hill is often mistaken for that actor, Dion <laughs> Richmond. So that's where the joke came from. I wondered, yeah. He totally does. They they look very similar. They mm-hmm. do look similar. I wondered if it was like that Nathan Philly and Jason Bateman thing. <clears throat> Weird. What? Who does that? Yeah, I've heard that. Mm-hmm. He gets Jason Bateman a lot. Yeah. They actually referenced it in Castle? No, in the book. I don't know. Somewhere. Um, and isn't this like the third time they've mentioned One Tree Hill? 
They're not even on the same network. (laughs) (laughs) And Bianca talks about lying in bed watching One Tree Hill. I thought that was the scary part of her her story. (laughs) Anyway, that's it for our season one finale. Scary Cherry. Uh, We'll be back soon with more pineapple conversation. Goodbye. Uh-huh. Psychanalysis is a podcast about the USA Network show Psych and is part of podpeoplev.com and Between the Lines Studios. Stay tuned for more episodes. If you want to get a hold of us, please send emails to betweenthelinesstudios at gmail.com or visit our website at quadruplev.com. Psychanalysis is released under a Creative Commons and Attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative work. 3.0 United States license. Grr. Gah. Yay, me. Yup. Yep. As I will be. Wait, do we have the intro thing? Or are we just. Whatever, I know the intro. We're just like, ha! Dude. <laughs> Dude. 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 <laughs> Where's your car? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what's going on in there right now. <laughs> oh, it's anyway. the death bunny. The death bunny. <laughs> Only if it's early November, but yeah. Yeah. Or the turkey bunny, but you know. The turkey so. bunny's a jerk. <laughs> owes me I money. I heard that. Yeah, that turkey bunny. Oh, oh I don't know what that boy's deal is. He's crazier than a chicken in a pickle barrel. <laughs> well, this has been wildly entertaining. This yes. conversation would give Anya nightmares. It would. Uh, the turkey bunny? That's even bunny. worse. <laughs> so, unless it was a turkey bunny, then it gets sacrificed. <laughs> and you can eat it with pie. <laughs> yes! Then Anya would be happy. Right. I don't reckon you ever ate a turkey Which- bunny. They're terrible. Alright, I'm ready whenever you guys are. I'm ready-ish. I guess I should probably stop uh, playing Terraria, huh?